Hello, and welcome to Who Are You, a Babylon 5 watchcast by a couple of strangers, now friends, who are continuing to get to know each other over one of their favorite shows from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Laura. And I'm Jafar. And today we get to talk about the future. The future! Which is so apropos for today's episode. Yes, it's (laughs) almost like we could have done this 20 episodes ago. But I'm all like, oh, no, we have to save it for the deconstruction of falling stars. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) One must uh, do it on this episode. What? There is no better episode. Truly, yeah. Also, it's our two-year anniversary this episode. Of releasing episodes. Yeah, that's crazy. Somehow, we've been releasing episodes for two years already. We have, and... You know what? For 99 episodes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode is episode 100, which is also crazy. Big milestone. Uh, Big milestone. Supposedly, this is when we start getting good is after 100 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how that worked, considering we've taken like two months of break. Like the math doesn't work there. I don't understand how, but I'm not going to fucking question it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So I guess it's really closer. Last week was probably closer to our two-year anniversary, but it's kind of in between, so fuck it. Yeah. Do what we yeah. want. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an appropriate episode to talk about that stuff, though. Uh, yeah, for sure. So we have a handful of, I guess, announcements. Um, <laughs> so Babylon 5, in its release schedule, this is where shit starts to get weird. Yeah, okay. Uh, because this was the changeover from P10 to TNT. And so there's all kinds of weirdness happening here. And then there were a bunch of made-for-TV movies that were released in here as well. I remember these. Well, we're going to be watching them very soon. I'm excited to. The next episode that we cover that's not our season recap. Uh So immediately we have next week, episode 100, our season four recap. And then we're doing three movies back-to-back Instead of book club. Yeah. Yeah. We've got movies instead. Tell me which movies we're going to watch. We're going to do In the Beginning, Third Space, and then River of Souls. Okay. And then we're going to jump into season five. Okay. So tell me why those three movies, because there's more than that, right? Yes. So there other movies. The other movies are A Call to Arms, which is effectively the pilot for Crusade. So Mm. we're going to watch that before Crusade. Makes sense, yeah. We got Legend of the Rangers, which is takes place after Crusade and was another attempt at launching a spinoff. So we're going to watch that after Crusade. Gotcha. Um, There's Lost Tales, which we're going to watch after Legend of the Rangers because that is Mm -hmm. the farthest chronologically of anything that's not Sleeping in Light. Okay. And then we've got The Road Home, which we're going to watch right after season five, since that's when it happens. It happens yeah, bef- okay. after the end of season five, but before Call to Arms. Okay. So these three fit nicely between four and five. Yes. Some of them take place during season four. Some of them take place in the gap, I think. In the beginning is a prequel, but stuff that happens in the beginning plays into stuff that happens in season five. Okay. Uh, when we find out some things about the past there. Ooh. And that's going to carry us through. So we got our three movies, season five, 
We're going to do Book Club 3 after Season 5 and finish the Psychor trilogy. Yeah, okay. We're going to go through Called Arms. We're going to go through all of Crusade. Our last book club is going to be the unshot scripts from Crusade. Oh, fun. Uh, How do you have those? Ooh. Those might have been in the pile of stuff I got from friend of the pod, Austin, Admiral Harper. Oh, wonderful. What a, uh, what a great get. Thanks, Austin. I think that was in there. If not, uh, the comic books are. Someone got me those. And if you're not, if it was someone besides Austin, I really appreciate you. And I'm sorry that I fucked this up. And I will give you credit later. Just yell at me after this episode airs. And I yeah, will yeah. We'll go back and give you the credit that you do. Um, this is a failing of my memory more than anything else. Please um, tell me we're going to do a table read <laughs> of one of these scripts. You Please. know, we have enough friends of the pod right now I where know. that might be doable. Wouldn't it be great? We yeah. should get the other B5 podcasts involved. Give them we a should. character. That could be a lot of fun. I um, could. Speaking of saying. the other B5 podcasts and other stuff that's going on that's worth talking about. Yeah. I have actually started recording a podcast with Scott from Gray 17 and Ryan from Yum Yum called The Voice of the Resistance. I think this is the first time that's being said out loud. That's us going over the 1983 V miniseries. Oh, cool. And then it's follow up. I love the name, uh, v, by the, the final way. Battle. I, thank you. I love a pun. Just don't <laughs> tell Ben. Ben can't know that I actually love the puns and that I've just been faking groaning this entire time of our friendship. Uh, <laughs> We'll never tell. Never tell him. He'll. There's not like he's going to listen to this and find out. So we're yeah, fine. Yeah, never. <laughs> so there's that's going on. So Crusade, Book Club. We're going to do a series recap on Crusade after that. Legend of the Rangers. We're going to break up the Lost Tales into three episodes, which are going to be really short because they're like 20 minutes a pop. Uh-huh, right. Uh, but if we do that numerically... Then episode 150 of this podcast will be our Babylon 5 recap and the oh. last of our Babylon 5 coverage, barring additional releases of animated stuff, which will probably happen, but probably not before November 13th, 2024. Yeah, we have a year left. <laughs> yep. When we call it a day on Babylon 5 coverage. Yeah, but what will we do after that, Jafar? Is it just over? Is the friendship done? No, the friendship is not done. <laughs> we are going to come back. We'll probably take a little bit of an extended break. I don't know how long of an extended break. This is something that we'll discuss in October of 2024, probably. Yeah. And we'll take that time off. We're going to come back with possibly a new name, possibly definitely new podcast art. And yeah. we'll be on the same RSS feed. So at some point you might get a blast of episode rename notifications that your podcatcher, depending on whether or not it's smart, doesn't realize our old episodes as we go through and specify the series of everything in the podcast history, change it all to Babylon five season episode titles. And then we're going to start covering Battlestar Galactica. The yeah. remake from 2004. Yes, I'm very excited. I've heard so many great things from so many people. And yes. I know that, you know, Ronald D. Moore, highly involved and did some great work in Deep Space Nine. Mm -hmm. So I, what's not to love? 
Yeah, I'm excited for that. I have not rewatched it since the finale aired. You have not seen it. So it's going to be fun for us to go through and relive that. Mm -hmm. Well, live that, I suppose, might be more apropos. Yeah, it's an important series from my college years. (laughs) Yeah, I was was wondering, when did the finale air? Do you remember? God, I can tell you the people I was hanging out with. I could probably figure out the year from that. (laughs) Right? That's how college Um, works. All American Rejects was the commercial ad for the last season. It ends tonight. Yeah, so that would have been, I'm going to guess... 2008 or 9 2000 yeah. I'm going to guess 2008. I think it's four seasons but it ran for 5 years so we'll say 2009. Okay. So it'll be approaching 20 years old when we're getting into it, you know, in 2025. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, oh god, when did the pilot air the mini series? Because we might actually be very close to the 2 year yeah, it aired December 8th, 2003, and then hey. the series started October 18th, 2004, which will be like a month after we're done with B5. Yeah. So it'll be right around the 20 year of the series starting. We'll be picking it up. That's, That's awesome. Fun. What? How timely is that? We'll just do everything 20 years behind. Let's do that. Right? That's the plan. <laughs> which is actually formulated on like the silence plan spoilers. Yeah. And so that's what we'll be doing, but we have another 50 episodes plus this one of Babylon five coverage to get through still. Yeah. Starting here with season four, episode 22, the deconstruction of falling stars. Hey, did you see who directed this episode? Oh, it's our good buddy Stephen First, right? It is our friend Stephen First. This is his second of three episodes. And I feel like the first one was good. I, I am not placing which one it was at this moment, but I remember us talking about it, and I felt really positively about this episode. I know that I said in the last one that I was a little worried going into it when you described like how Endgame felt like it could have been the finale, and then how Rising Star felt like it could have been the season finale. Mm-hmm. And now we have a third season finale. <laughs> I was like, oh, since I didn't yep. remember the specifics of this episode, but I feel quite fondly about it to spoil my feelings for the end of the episode. Okay. The opening is we're pulling into Babylon 5 on our just married shuttle. How much time do you think that took to decorate to put the, the just side married of the shuttle? On our... Yeah. Good Remember, question. these things got to be at least like even a small shuttle's probably like the size of a house. <laughs> yeah, you get some guys in spacesuits out there to right. Get so it. that's a whole process. Well, maybe you did it in the hangar. I guess you probably did it in the hangar, right? Oh, quite possibly. I'd hope so. <laughs> It'd almost be easier in a spacesuit, though, right? Because you wouldn't weigh anything. You wouldn't need ladders, I suppose. Yeah, it might be hard to like get yourself maneuvered (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's a party waiting for them in space tsa and everybody's happy to see them except for the guy who brought the sign that says sick transit gloria mundus sheridan doesn't seem to be too happy about his own party also true (laughs) are you familiar with that phrase the the significance of that phrase place how it 
fits it, here. Okay, so <laughs> it is worldly glory is transitory, is what it translates to. And this has two uses, one purely historical, the other historical and to the modern day. The purely historical is it is an old Roman military tradition that after a successful foreign campaign, this would be whispered to the general by a slave at the end of their victory parade. That is awkward. <laughs> its other usage is historical and modern, and it's what they tell you when you're elected pope. Oh, yes. We did talk about that when we were talking about Sikh Transit Veer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Yep. What a party this, pooper. <laughs> this episode is about that. I mean, it's about like the mythos and almost like religion of the founding of the Alliance, right? Yes. So he's it's space pope now. But yeah, it's it's also like, I, I don't take it like, they, they just got married. Like, this is rude. <laughs> this is very rude. So I'm feeling terribly silly because I thought you were just making a joke, but there was really a guy who has a sign that yes. says, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, this is actually in the background of this shot. There's a guy wow. holding a sign. You can't even make it out on a single pause. Like there's no screen capping it because there's people in front of him and you got to uh -huh. put it together with people moving around. But that's what it says. I am 100% sure that the obscurity of that, like it being obscured in different shots, was totally intentional. <laughs> mm -hmm. Londo drops a bit about Centauri weddings after this. We get a little yeah, Centauri wedding war. They're designed to be a fucking nightmare so that there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you die, you get a big party, which I do think is a nice thing. This is actually a family tradition of mine. Yeah. When someone passes 30 days after they die, we have a giant party in their honor. Oh, that's very nice. I like that. They're ragers, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're not Irish? <laughs> I am on my mom's side, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is dad's side tradition, but yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I think that's very nice. Like, uh, you know, I've been to my share of sad funerals, mm -hmm. but I think that the celebration funeral is a little more my speed like i want everybody to get together and have a good time with one another when yeah. i'm dead you know and it's a nice tradition it's usually like lots of like gather in the whoever has the biggest kitchen everyone makes the person's favorite dishes you know and we like mm -hmm. just because of course we're mediterranean how else do we express our love and <laughs> everyone tells stories and gets drunk it's a good time yeah i think that sounds delightful after this, also, Jakar has entered his sassy phase. <laughs> yeah, they're like Statler and Waldorfing each other a lot 100%. for the last few episodes. <laughs> and it doesn't end here. And it's like, I like it. And this is kind of the thing about their relationship that I really remembered the most. But mm -hmm. it is a little strange tonally, right? The shift where we just came into this all of a sudden after death threats and stay the hell away from me. And... Right. <laughs> It's nice to see them palling around and mm -hmm. that the relationship hits the point that I remember it fondest. Yes. Yes. It's weird to me that we are hitting that in season, almost season five, which is not remembered fondly. <laughs> <laughs> Delenn doesn't like all this attention, but Sharon is convinced it will pass. But the historical record here breaks down and our viewer selects a chronological replay 
of a thousand years of records. This is a very long episode. Yeah. <laughs> notebooks and notebooks of notes. <laughs> thousands and thousands of notebooks of notes. Lots of fast forwarding through them sleeping. But besides that, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in this theme, am I crazy? Or was there like an extra Star Destroyer scene? No, you're not crazy. That's where Claudia Christian's credit was. Oh, snap. <laughs> they took it out because she's not in this episode and she had filmed Sleeping in Light, which uh -huh. is why uh, Marcus is not in that episode, which is why Marcus's credit is still in this one. And she gets credited mm. for Sleeping in Light later because the number of times you're credited is the number of times you're paid properly uh -huh. and stuff. It's a whole Hollywood <laughs> contract deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I liked it. I was like, ooh, more stuff. And then there was nothing else new. <laughs> Back from theme, we get would have been a news editorial hour in the 90s, but now they have a lot less news and a lot more screaming. Yeah. <laughs> this reminded me of like kind of what the talking heads on CNN used to be. I'd rather be listening to Tawny Newsome and this must be the band, but that's her talking heads cover band. She's part of a talking okay. heads cover band. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Uh, we get I a... wish you didn't have to explain your references to me all the time because I'm so stupid. That's not I that is that was that was for anyone who doesn't know Tawny Newsom as a cover band. Okay. That is not directed. Well, that was also me. <laughs> it's not directed towards any individual. We I found that out away. at STLV this year. So Oh yeah, because she had to talk about a bunch of other stuff, right? Actually. <laughs> so the animation was not on strike. So she could have oh. talked about it as much as she wanted. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone but asked still. her questions about other stuff, and just she just ran with it. Yeah, I mean, that's polite, right? Yeah. You don't want to make any assumptions about anybody's stance. Yeah. She had even said, like, it's cool. <laughs> My favorite part of this interview this yeah. guy is doing is that we're still using that ear cord. Did you see the little, like, telephone <laughs> cord going from his ear? Yeah. It's We've like, gotten rid of no. those now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of saying nothing except contradicting another's point. They're just arguing. I hate this shit. Yeah, this was uncomfortable considering how in our time this is like accelerated from what would have been 90s commentary to like now commentary where it's just all the time. Yeah. And nobody's listening to anybody and it's just the worst. You used to get like five minutes of this as like a way to present a bunch of ideas in rapid fire. And now uh -huh. this is all that it is ever. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's, can get it anywhere. It's, it's not so just disappointing. a network. You can even get it on YouTube where it's just literal, mm -hmm. you know, local yokels saying whatever they want. And oh, yeah. I blame Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very I mean, he's specifically. He's good to blame for a lot of things. Yeah. But this is actually very specifically his fault. Okay. Uh, there used to be a FCC rule called Fairness Doctrine, where oh. if you said you were the news, you had to purport multiple ideas from multiple perspectives and couldn't just say one thing from one perspective. And he got rid of that rule in the FCC. The executive ordered oh. it out. And since then, that allowed one-sided media to exist in the news and still call itself news and truth. That used to be illegal. Oh. That oh. was illegal to the 80s. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? <laughs> and it's just gotten so much worse since then. 
And another thing that this scene does that we don't really do anymore is it does like a little table setting background thing where we get to see all of Bruce Boxleitner's baby pictures. Yes, I love that, though. (laughs) That is the best part of this. 100%. How fun would that have been for an actor, just Mm -hmm. any actor to have, oh, well, I need to go get some baby pictures for this part of the show. Yeah, I feel like this used to be a thing in media, and it's something that is slowly like you see it occasionally now and it's something mm-hmm. that in five years will be completely dead because they will just deep fake photos rather than get actual baby photos oh my god right which is so disappointing yeah i did like seeing bruce box on the horse or whatever as like mm-hmm. a, a teenager or a young young adult i hope that was a senior <laughs> photo <laughs> yeah with the long hair yeah nice good for him mine is just sitting backwards in a chair ac slatering it yeah. <laughs> I have it somewhere. Oh, and and they also brought up his like year bumming around India mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> uh, after this we go forward 100 years to the 100th anniversary of the Interstellar Alliance. Yeah, we're having a Zoom lecture. Yeah. A few professors here are downplaying the individual contribution to the 100 years of peace. Uh saying they did nothing is a bit much, but they aren't inexplicably wrong. Like, it takes more than two people to make an interstellar alliance of governments work. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Like, and this is a great question, like, philosophically in any way. Like, mm-hmm. how much do individual lives matter? And I think we've had this asked before in the show. How much does the individual matter when it comes to events of galactic scale? Yeah, I mean, someone still does the thing. Yeah. You know, and if you weren't here, would someone else be here in your place? Like, usually, that's what foundation is about entirely. Yeah, so there's a bit in here. And Aaron, this is not a drop call, but rather a save this line. There's a bit here where they say letting the telepaths have a colony on Babylon 5 is the biggest mistake. Hmm. Just save that, just find that clip and set it aside for later. <laughs> Yeah, basically in in this scene and the earlier scene, they're just setting up like a whole bunch of pieces for season five. Yes. It feels like. Yeah, we see a bit with Garibaldi in a torn up section of the station where he's held hostage. We get our we don't negotiate with terrorists and then Alfredo just gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot again. It seems to be if you are watching without any knowledge Mm -hmm. of future things that maybe he gets murdered here. Yeah, they discussed the myth over Sheridan's death and they had shot the series finale by this point. So there's a definitive answer on some of this stuff on where it's going and lying about Delenn still being alive. They agree that the ISA and the Rangers have been a force for good, but that's despite their founders. Not because of them. Yeah. And then old Delenn comes out of the woodwork. There's some alarms on the station. Someone's here. (laughs) And, and Delenn just kind of creeps forward out of the background and everyone's jaw just drops. With two people and their triangles and bells. <laughs> <laughs> she affirms Sheridan was a good, kind, decent man. The host is like, you couldn't have come all this way to say that. And she goes, you came just as far to say less. Roasted. Snap. Classic Delenn. <laughs> I bet she wishes she still had her 10 rings for these professors. Yeah, right? (laughs) Those could be useful. We don't know what the other nine do, right? Yeah. (laughs) If one shuts up people who are talking shit. 
Yeah. I guess I guess the one she used on Jakar does that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> See, you only need just one, even. Yeah, yeah these uh, professors are not good at reading the room. Yeah. And try to try have the audacity to try to speak some more. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When one goes to talk back, she grabs her walking stick and beats him to death on live TV. You can really tell that scene was guest directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing that doesn't work for me about this performance is that now we have these, you know, high definition televisions, and you can really see that they just covered her face in old loaf oh yeah it's just the like, loaf-tastic over there it's bad just caked it on <laughs> and you know now they would at least do that digitally and you'd probably still be able to tell but they've gotten a lot better at old's makeup in the last 20 years though mm -hmm. i will hand it to delenn though like she knows how to make an entrance she brought those two people along just to like make spooky bell sounds <laughs> and make it a real thing right we're gonna like, lean that's in. some production value on your Zoom crashing. For sure. After this, we skip forward another 400 years. And a guy with an awfully suspicious SS engram on his quasi-futuristic clothing has started up his mm. deep fake program to rewrite some pesky true facts into good facts. Oh, boy. If only this were 700 years away from being a problem. If only. That's the thing. This guy is basically creating AIs of our beloved characters mm -hmm. and then going to change them to say evil things. Yep. Like cartoonishly evil things. Yeah. He summons Sheridan, Delenn, Franklin, and Garibaldi out of the ether. He gives them a 500-year history lesson, and they immediately see through the bullshit. Nice to know that with the AI could really like nail their personalities. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like they got the actors there. <laughs> almost, yeah. Yeah. They process all this real fast. Yeah. So Earth is on the brink of a civil war again, mm -hmm. and Earth government is the one that has decided the alliance is not in our interest. Yeah. And we're going to just rewrite some history. Yeah. They reprogram Sheridan first, and he goes full megalomaniac autocrat, a caricature of every dictator you've ever read about. Just mm -hmm. like... So far up it that it's implausible. You said cartoon? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. I laughed at the scene a little bit. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, we have ChatGPT already. I wonder if I could get ChatGPT to write a better Sheridan speech. Then I tried. Yeah, how'd it go? And I did get one. Okay. And then I felt bad about how it wrote so well in JMS's own voice that I just like put it away. <laughs> <laughs> this has clearly been trained on his work. Yeah. It has. I was like, oh. He's part of the class action lawsuit. I saw about, I read about that on Twitter. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, this might be funny to read on pod. And then I was like, no, I have bad feelings about this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that to JMS. So he really appreciates that. He'll never know yeah. because he'll never listen to this podcast. And right, the one sure. time I talked to him, he was very dismissive. But <laughs> if he did ever listen to this podcast for whatever reason, knowing he never will, he'd probably really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I heard it in Bruce Boxleitner's voice as I read it. And then I thought, this is so weird. I don't want to I don't want to entertain do this anymore. And yeah. I put it away. So Franklin gets the reprogram next. 
And it's all the mm-hmm. shit Clark was saying made manifest. Horrible experiments. The problem is the kids are dying too fast to implant alien organs yeah. in them. Yeah, but if we use some drugs, let's just drug up, these, drug up kids these kids that we're experimenting yeah, on. Yeah, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Give them the jazz gummies, and then they'll make it another 10 minutes in the surgery chair. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's cartoonish. You 100% uh-huh. nailed it. Richard Biggs's delivery is quite good. He just <laughs> rattles this all off. and yeah. is a perfect cartoon villain. Yes. He should have gotten more of those roles. After this, Gary Baldy uh, just plays this ass clown. I'm going to coin a phrase here. He Zaha dunks on him. <laughs> he gets some nukes dropped on this guy. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Like he roasts him verbally mm-hmm. and then roasts him for real. Yeah. Fucking fascist. <laughs> so what I realized from this scene is that Garibaldi lit the match that destroyed the world. Yes. Yeah, AI Garibaldi destroys the world, so much so that 500 years later in our next scene, it is still Mm -hmm. rebuilding. Yeah, he really just should not have created AIs of those people, huh? Like, (laughs) this guy, he did it. I mean, they probably would have replied in force, you know, like, he just started the war five minutes early or something. Yeah. How much does the individual really matter again? Yeah. Garibaldi lit the match, but if he hadn't been there, someone else would have. For sure. So, yeah, we're 500 years ahead and we get an earth that is still rebuilding from that war. A monastery. Mechanical for Leibowitz here. Yes. Yes. A monastery that's trying to save technology. Uh, We have an illuminated manuscript. Very nice. Nice touch. Yeah. Lorian, Last of the First, Ivanova the Strong, Delen the Wise, Sheridan, Dead Then Risen. Yeah. That's very religious. Uh, way to not smack us in the face with that allegory, JMS. So <laughs> it's subtle. Like he took a big, heavy book <laughs> and just beat you over the head with it. There's a bit about the Rangers who were promised to help Earth rebuild and they aren't there. We get a great line about faith and reason here. Uh-huh. I loved this bit. He's all like, faith and reason are like your shoes. You travel farther with both than just one. Yeah. I wish that more people understood that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is all told under the guise of a monk recording a log entry. Uh, mm-hmm. And when the other dude leaves, he's all like, hey, recruit him in like 20 years. Let him get past this shit and then he'll be great to be made a ranger. So the rangers are here. Yep. They're in the monasteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he requests some more gasoline to be found in a less conspicuous container this time. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brother Alwyn. Yeah. I, w- I almost wish we had more of him. I, we can't really, but I know it'd be I fun. Know. He's a fun little character. He's very Theo. Yes, but a little more like Theo if you took maybe a touch of drama kid and yeah. just stuck it in there. Yeah, for like, sure. That's exactly yeah. it. He's got a, a sense of drama, I think. I think this is really interesting in that. It seems like Earth has been destroyed, yes, but because mm-hmm. we have had gone to the stars, humans are not destroyed. Yeah. And so we have these other humans in the form of the rangers, and hopefully some other colonies made it, I don't know, but we at least have the rangers trying to 
like subtly influence and bring the earth population back to where it was. This makes so little sense to me. Yeah. Like, so you've got this terrible war, right? The great burn. People have survived on the planet mm-hmm. or repo- like it has to be people survived on the planet. Cause if you repopulated the planet afterwards, you'd, you'd fly in from whatever colony you were on, you know, Mars or whatever. Right. Probably one farther out, admittedly. But like, there's going to be humans out in space that are not impacted by this conflict. You're going to have humans that were already in the Rangers, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to have people living on Mimbar, maybe not affiliated with the Rangers or the Centauri Republic. Like there's going to be humans around that aren't touched by this conflict. And so presumably that means that the people who are here are ancestors of survivors who lived, who were living on earth at the time. Yeah. That seems to be the implication. Why the hell doesn't one dude come back with a spaceship and some shit? (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't take a whole lot to like, even if it's not altruistic, you'd figure someone would just, come in and be all like, well, King of Earth now. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Like, how could the Rangers, like, quarantine this so successfully that we were, like... Or why? Growing our chia pit. (laughs) Like, why would you want to quarantine and make everyone go through another thousand years of technological development? (laughs) Yeah. That's just I mean, the implication seems to be, like, we're supposed to learn something from it, but that's a lot of suffering to make people learn from, right? Like, how many people die of illness that mm-hmm. don't need to? Just right. asking. You know, and this is, like, even, like, it's very, I guess, prime directive-y. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard, Ben, I'm going to tell you to do your pitch in the uh, Discord. You might have already. I think you have done your pitch in the Discord about the Star Trek show you want to see where the Federation encounters another Federation and everything is like, great. They're like, Oh yeah, you guys are perfect. Like we see eye to eye on everything. Except when they find out that the Federation has the prime directive and they're just all like morally shocked, just like, and horrified. They're horrified. (laughs) It's like how many billions of people have died through your inaction. You're responsible for that. You know? Oof. And just some Oof. someone that can take the moral high ground on the Federation has an enemy. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a great idea. And it's just, I feel like that argument here really applies. Where it's just all like, why the fuck, Rangers, are you doing this? What ends could this possibly serve? That is a good question. It seems very patriarchal. It seems like it is that sort of patriarchy. I know what's best for you. You have to learn this way. Yeah. You have to be brought up again because you did it wrong the first time and i really hate that attitude it's so fucked so Mm. fucked yeah as much as i like the idea of the the monastery and the quaintness and the cuteness now that you've said that it's like oh it is a bit dark isn't it (laughs) yeah but you know the the monk it's a fun scene Mm -hmm. um (laughs) It's fun if you don't dig too deep, yeah. apparently. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, we go even farther into the future. Mm. We find out this entire time we've been one million years in the future. 
and the records are sent to New Earth as our observer watches the sun go nova, ending everything not in darkness, but fire. Also, humans are Vorlons now. And also the rangers still exist, because there was a ranger logo on the side of that ship as it zoomed off, which is something I totally never saw until the HD upgrade. (laughs) I'll have to go back and look, because honestly, I didn't notice it either. Yeah. But, okay. So... Humans become Vorlons. That's the ultimate spoiler of this whole series. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We hit it. There's nothing left. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about all this? There's there's actually a lot of complaining on the Usenets of... Really? Well, the sun's not going to go out that quick. (laughs) Of course. There's way more time. (laughs) And he had to be all like, no, I put in this line that there was suspicious activity and maybe someone was opening up warp gates inside the sun to accelerate its oh death and all this stuff. And I'm just all like, you could just say, fuck you. <laughs> you, you don't have yeah. to get into it with these people. <laughs> yeah. Pedants ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've got one scene left of this episode and it's uh, Delenn and Sheridan saying history will tend to itself. And then we get a dedication for everyone who thought the show wouldn't make it, Faith manages. <laughs> Eat shit, haters. <laughs> yeah, Faith manages. I love it. Yeah, with Taylor Swift from the Shake It Off video just dancing in the background. Okay, well, Jafer. Yes, Laura. Tell me how you feel about the episode. You know, I liked it less than I remembered talking about it now. Even I liked it less talking about it now than I did when I watched it yesterday. Interesting. Uh, because it is, I'm just so mad about the Rangers now. <laughs> That's it. That's my only complaint about this episode. It's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff. Uh-huh. It's an interesting concept. It's something that is so sci-fi, yet we don't really see. I can't think of another sci-fi show doing this. Yeah. I think that they did a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah, I... I enjoyed it for sure. It's fun. It's fun to go back and look at our characters and go, this is how history will remember them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Going farther and farther out and watching the truth get stranger or the perception get stranger and stranger from the truth and how much is lost. And that of course begs the question, like we're coming up on 250 years out from the founding of this country uh, yeah. How much of what well, I mean, well, we know a lot of what we've been we're fed about the founding fathers in our schooling was bullshit. And I think that really happened most in our generation that we were taught the old things. And then, yeah, as we grew up into adults, we started learning different things and more true and less pretty things. Yeah. In like 20 years ago, this would have been the hundred facts you didn't learn in history class. Kind of like a little trade paperback thing that's all like did you know thomas jefferson owned slaves right (laughs) um (laughs) and now it's just something that's all like definitely changed you're right it's for our generation specifically like we were the last ones to i hope we were the last ones to get that old shit i'm sure schools all over the country still teach it though yeah you know and that's something interesting having a child right now that is in school age Mm -hmm. like as he's learning things, we're having to kind of age-appropriate introduce, well, it wasn't that easy, and it wasn't that clean. And yeah. 
the Native Americans hosted a big dinner for us and then gave us the country and right. all just vanished into the ether. It's the strangest thing. No one knows what happened. Right? Yeah. Right. right well, and being right. in Oklahoma, especially, yeah. like, this state was built by moving other Native tribes here. Like, that's the first thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, uh, I get not wanting to teach young children about genocide, specifically yeah. genocide that their ancestors may or may not be responsible for. That sucks. And it's yeah. probably not the right time. But I think the answer is to restructure history lessons to be more mm -hmm. age appropriate and go over maybe the founding of the country a bit later than we currently do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's certainly a tonal shift that we've experienced, but it is interesting to watch this episode and think about that. Mm -hmm. Think about our own history and then think about what things that are happening right now yeah. are going to be like in that hundred, 500,000, you know, years in the future. Assuming we make it that far. I hope we make it that far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, global warming, probably not looking great. I don't know. We haven't man. really done enough in the last 20 years like we should have. So, yeah, it's a little awkward. But yeah, I think it's very interesting. I felt a lot better about it than when I went into it. I was a little concerned about, you know, like the return of the king where we have the 20 minute ending. I was like, are we tacking on another season finale? Like Jesus. Yeah. But I thought that it was a fun shift at every commercial break yeah. into kind of a different style and a different, totally different cast, except that when we get our actual current cast members to come and say a few things sometimes. Yeah. It's really fun. It was a nice way to do it. I think, you know, there was that necessary table setting that we had to do for season five. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> since some things were going a little not according to plan. <laughs> um, and I liked it. And now we have things to look forward to. And we've got little breadcrumbs that hopefully we're going to get more meaty story out of. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we didn't rate it no, on the scale no. of Babylon's one to five. No, we didn't. We got to do that. Uh, so how many Babylons do you give? I'm going to give it three. Yeah. Okay. Three sounds good. I'll give it three and a half. Okay. For me, this isn't for territory, but it was a nice wrap up. Okay. All right. Well, that's that for season four. We'll be back next week with our season four recap episode. It's too late to submit any thoughts for it by the time you're listening to this episode. Yeah, but you could always come chat about it in the Discord. 100%. It'd be a great place to chat about it. We'll be back next week with that. But until then, Can't wait. we got to make sure we say thank you, Jeremy Siegel, for our lovely theme music. Thanks so much for putting that together for us. We really appreciate it. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com and on streaming services as Nuclear Jaguar. And thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine at Instagram for our podcast artwork. Mm -hmm. Going to have to reach out to you to get some new stuff made. Thank you, Aaron, for editing our podcast. We really appreciate all the work that you do there. Always. And uh, thank you, listener, for spending some time with Laura and I as we talk about Babylon 5. We really appreciate it. Join our community on Discord. You can hit us up on Blue Sky or Facebook the day this episode airs. I'm probably deleting our Twitter. I might just ghost it. I'll probably just ghost it. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's there's, fine. Sometimes some league business happens on there, so I should probably be able to answer that call when yeah, that Yeah, but we have joined sounded. Blue Sky. I joined it personally. Did you join it personally or just the I have not yet. Podcast. I've been using the pod Blue Sky as my personal Blue Sky. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Fair I don't post enough for it to matter. I think I've posted maybe one mm-hmm. or two, like when I see some Star Trek news, like when Prodigy got announced as uh, being picked up by Netflix. I posted about it on mm-hmm. our stuff. I'll do things like mm-hmm. that on there. Mostly, I just lurk, and the people that I'm going to follow for the most part are people that the podcast would follow, anyways. So yeah, <laughs> doesn't really matter too much. That's that, Internet. We will see you next week. Bye.